43. Nautopians. Chris Carlson. Tinkerers, inventors, and improvisational spirits who bring an artistic approach to important tasks that are ignored or undervalued by market society are what I call Nautopians. Rooted in practices that have been emerging over the past few decades, Nautopians' relationship with work highlights an important thread of self-emancipatory class politics beyond the traditional arena of wage labor. These practices include such activities as urban gardening or farming, do-it-yourself bicycle repair cooperatives, often called bike kitchens, hacker collectives engaged in developing free software tools and expanding and improving social communications, recycled clothing makers, biofuel co-ops, and more. Characteristic of many of these activities is that people are taking their time and technological know-how out of the market and, working for free, reappropriating the waste stream of modern capitalism while using technologies in unanticipated ways. Taken at a broad level, they're inventing the social and technological foundation for a post-capitalist form of life. More and more people, recognizing the degradation inherent in business relations, are creating networks of activity that refuse the measurement of money. Nautopian activities cross paths with the degrowth movement in practice, even if not explicitly declared. When people take their time and technological know-how out of the market and decide for themselves how to dedicate their efforts, they are short-circuiting the logic of the market society that depends on incessant growth. They are exiting the economy, which is a slogan of degrowth. Their common use of discarded and recycled materials from capitalism's waste stream also demonstrates a shift to productive activity that is by definition not growth. The self-directed work carried on outside of wage labor can be best understood in terms of class and ultimately a classless society. The two crucial components are time and technosphere. People are engaged in activities that go on outside of their jobs in their so-called free time. These practices, often very time-consuming and strenuous, require sharing and mutual aid and constitute the beginnings of new kinds of communities. This represents a recomposition of the working class, even though most of the participants wouldn't embrace such a framework. Because these people are engaged in creative appropriation of technologies to purposes of their own design and choice, these activities embody the partial transcendence of the wage-labor prison by workers who have better things to do than their jobs. When freed from the coercive constraints of wage-labor and arbitrary hierarchy, people work hard. They are tinkerers and smiths, working in the waste streams and open spaces of late capitalism, conjuring new practices while redefining life's purpose. In a society that perpetually celebrates itself as a democratic, Public discussion about our greatest public secret, work, is rarely heard. There isn't any public control over the fundamental decisions that shape our lives, whether it be what work is done, how work is done, or who we will work with, or more broadly, the nature of scientific research, the types of technologies we might choose or refuse, depending on a public airing of the consequences of various choices, and so on. It is in this deep separation that class arises. The separation of most of us from the world we reproduce with our shared labor. 
Engaging with technology in creative and experimental ways, Nautopians are involved in a guerrilla war over the direction of society. In myriad behaviors and in small, invisible ways, Nautopians are making life better right now, but also setting the foundation, technically and socially, for a genuine movement of liberation from market life. As capitalism continues its inexorable push to corral every square inch of the globe into its logic of money and markets, while simultaneously seeking to colonize our very thoughts and control our desires and behaviors, new practices are emerging that are redefining politics and open spaces of unpredictability. Instead of traditional political forms like unions or parties, people are coming together in practical projects. The same inventiveness and creative genius that gets wrongly attributed to capital and business is being applied to planetary ecology. Acting locally in the face of unfolding global catastrophes, many avoidable were we to really try, friends and neighbors are redesigning many of the crucial technological foundations of modern life. These redesigns are worked out through the garage and backyard, research and development programs among friends using the detritus of modern life. Our contemporary commons takes the shape of discarded bicycles and leftover deep fryer vegetable oil, of vacant lots and open bandwidth. Really, really free markets, anti-commodities, festivals, and free services are imaginative products of an anti-economy provisionally under construction by freely cooperative and inventive people. They aren't waiting for an institutional change from on high but are getting on with building the new world in the shell of the old. What we see in the Nautopian movement is not a fight for workers' emancipation within the capitalist division of labor, which is the best that could be hoped for from the union strategy, if we give it the benefit of the doubt. Instead, we see people responding to the overwork and emptiness of a bifurcated life that is imposed in the precarious growth-driven marketplace. They seek emancipation from merely being workers. To a growing minority of people, the endless treadmill of consumerism and overwork is something they are working to escape. Thus, for many people, time is more important than money. Access to goods has been a, the major incentive for compliance with the dictatorship of the economy, but in pockets here and there, the allure of hollow material wealth, and with it the discipline imposed by economic life, is breaking down. This is the grassroots essence of a politics of degrowth, too. The incessant logic imposed by the faceless economy finds its rebuke in the everyday assertion of subjectivity and creative productivity that takes place outside of the money economy. Degrowth in this context doesn't mean a crash in material well-being, but a self-designed reorganization of human activity so that we can work less, waste less, have everything we need and want, and enjoy life to the fullest. The only people who can reorganize life in this way are the people who today get up and produce a global capitalist society. In other words, we can only do this together. Reclaiming control over what we do and how we do it is the first step off the treadmill of incessant growth, the first crucial step towards a society that embraces degrowth.